Freaks, Kinks, and Geeks is brought to you by two kinky poly babes on a mission to make sure you can be well-informed before diving into all things kink, dating, sex, and non-monogamy. We want to make sure this content can stay free and available for everyone who needs it. And with a little help from our listeners, we can do exactly that. Consider joining our Patreon for a monthly subscription where you can have access to our behind-the-scenes content, or you can make a small donation to our Ko-fi, where you can donate as little as $2 to make a huge difference. We greatly appreciate it. Welcome back to Freaks, Kinks, and Geeks. Oh my. That's supposed to sound dreamy? Because today we're talking about NRE and limerence, which you may or may not have heard of. And you may not have heard of NRE either. I, I hope you haven't heard of NRE. This is so geared towards new poly people. <laughs> on new nominogs so it would be my pleasure to be introducing it to you guys so welcome so that's what we are talking about this week yes so we're gonna jump right on in um definitely if you've been practicing the nominogamous lifestyle for a while you have probably heard of this come up a lot and i would say for a lot of um early and new nominogs it can kind of feel like someone's trying to rain on your parade sometimes because especially if you've been following along with our episodes we all know that a lot of work goes into finally living nominogamously and dating nominogamously so by the time you've jumped over all the hurdles and done all the research that you can do you're finally connecting with somebody and you're probably feeling a lot of good feelings and then a more veteran nominog friend hits you with be careful you might be experiencing some nre or maybe some limerence and i know it always feels like ah let me have this one thing (laughs) let me just let me just feel all the good feelings but as always we're here to provide a roadmap of how to keep yourself safe keep your partners in the loop about what you're feeling and how to keep yourself in check during these feelings and maybe we should uh maybe we should go ahead and tell them what the nuries are the nre the nre if you will the french so we can and and nre is cool because it it was actually pretty much established and coined within polyamory but can be experienced by monogamous people mm-hmm. it can be experienced by anyone yeah that's true so this is you know not just non-monogamy this can be a, a you know be applicable to anybody to any and all so let's get into our definitions okay i love this one article that starts by saying what is an re two words brain chemicals <laughs> that to me is like yes that feels real yeah Mm -hmm. and this is just to say like listen we're about to give you a a little bit more of a breakdown of what exactly is happening and what you're experiencing but this isn't to invalidate your feelings you know all of what you're feeling is still real but like how how do we need to keep ourselves in check i'll keep going back to saying that so what happens when you start feeling nre well your brain releases estrogen and testosterone which signals a feeling of longing and desire for the other person. Your brain actually goes into overdrive, producing dopamine and norepinephrine. Norepinephrine? Norepinephrine, that's what I said. (laughs) Um, Which gets released every time we do something that feels good. It energizes us and gives us a sensation of reward. And it makes us feel like we wanna keep doing these things. Um, If you're a creative person, this is kind of like historically that one like muse type energy where it's like, 
oh, now you have this feel you're motivated to like be more artistic or get more on some of your projects and uh, other things like that. This is definitely something that um, kind of chemically changes how you experience your life. And I would say if we can take a step back real fast, just so we actually have a definition of NRE mm-hmm. or new relationship energy. Okay. Um, just so we all kind of know what we're speaking to when we say brain chemicals and they're throwing out all these words that none of us can pronounce. Um, Lord knows, help us if we can. But um, there is a definition that I actually found and it refers to a state of mind experience at the beginning of sexual and romantic relationships typically involving heightened emotional and sexual feelings and excitement begins with the earliest attractions may grow to full force when mutually established and can fade over months or years this is a complete contrast to established in quotes old relationships which some have coined as um ore which is old relationship energy or more kindly ongoing relationship energy comfortable or ere which is established relationship energy and i think that one was coined specifically on the multi-amory podcast um Mm -hmm. a lot of what um a lot of my learning experience personally with this has come from the multi-amory podcast on um nre and limerence and i would definitely recommend checking those out and uh yeah let's let's continue yes So you were talking about the chemicals. So we obviously know it's a chemical reaction. Mm -hmm. I've heard it likened to doing some very powerful drugs. Mm -hmm. Heard it likened to being on heroin or meth. It's a very ecstasy type experience. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is not something that's taken or should be taken lightly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is a mind altering, mood altering, whole body altering experience. Exactly. Yes. And do you think anyone is exempt from this experience? I would say no. I would say absolutely not. But I, I'm not sure if there's some small margin of people who might not feel this or experience this. Mm-hmm. I have felt this with every connection I've made, including friendships. Yeah, I would say for me that's fairly accurate as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure there's some small subset of people who don't maybe experience this mm-hmm. or something or experience it in a different way. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and this is not to say if you're not experiencing it that you're the way that you love and go about having your relationships isn't valid. Yes. That's still valid. Still valid. Still have your um, But yeah, I, I definitely have experienced NRE in almost every relationship I've been in or started or been a part of or however you want to frame that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it was very interesting to actually give it a name to yes. like essentially a face if you will yeah of going oh that's why i did that dumb shit i definitely agree great i personally get into like spiraling and overthinking when i don't have a name for certain things because i don't know how to support myself through it because then i just think it's my body and brain being yeah. crazy <laughs> and this kind of goes back to i you know before i was non-monogamous and before i knew all about nre um You know, I'd always been told, like, don't make any big decisions in the first couple years. Mm -hmm. Don't move in together right away. Don't like I've always been told and I've heard this for a while. Mm -hmm. um, Didn't know it was related to NRE. Yeah. Just thought it was like good decision making. Yeah. Which it is. Absolutely. And I would say, like, if anybody's listening to that and being like, okay, well, why is it bad to make decisions like under the influence of NRE is because of it will literally feel like a switch once those NRE um, effects have worn off. 
Yes. So then you'll find yourself no longer wanting to live with a person who you thought you were like, oh, this is my everything and I'll be out, you know, like there's no, how, what could possibly go wrong? You know, then you find yourself, oh, now those effects have worn off. Now you're having to actually deal with this person. Well, not like deal with this person, but yeah, deal with, are you guys actually compatible? Is this actually going to work moving forward? And you don't want to be locked into a lease or locked into a mortgage or a parentship. A parentship. A, a parenting situation of sorts. A parenting situationship, if you will. You don't want to have the children's. <laughs> you don't want to have the ki- children's. Children's. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would say, you know, I, I definitely made some pretty interesting choices under NRE looking back. Yes. Um, I, mean, I say yes, like, sorry, that wasn't at you, but that was like at me. Me at mm-hmm. myself, yes. Pointing the finger back around, <laughs> I'm yes. I'm like, right me, here, bitch. right there. <laughs> and um, I thought I was so smart, too. I was like, ain't no way. Like, I thought I was like the smartest bitch. Yeah. I think most people think they are. I think most people, we like, I, I think as a culture, we have coined it different ways. We call it butterflies. We call mm-hmm. it those feelings in your stomach or you get so excited for them. Mm-hmm. Like, we've called it a number of different things. Yeah. In our culture, what really we're talking about is our NRE. Yeah. Those butterflies that like, the person can do no wrong. They have no faults. They're amazing. Mm. You wanted to talk about them and bring up their name in every flipping conversation, even if you're talking about, like, moon and space, and suddenly you're like, so-and-so loves space, yes. too. You, you know who is my moon of my <laughs> night sky? What? <clears throat> All right. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Actually, speaking of what, um, this is also something... <laughs> This is definitely a feeling that is uh, portrayed very well in like our media too, like in movie. Like this is so like this is the this is the plot of the romance movie is yes. this intense intense feeling and things like that. Like love at first sight. We met. Mm-hmm. We got married right away. We yes. did all the things in the first six Boom. weeks. Love story. Bam. Done. Happy ending. Credits. Yeah. NRE. Done. Yeah. It's it is NRE. NRE. Like, my concern with that is that it does make us like you know idolize and prioritize those feelings in our relationships. Yeah. Like it's like looking at your relationship, especially as someone who's not monogamous, like maybe even saying like, oh, I must not love my existing partners because I don't feel the way that I feel with this new partner. It's like, no, you fool, you foolish fool. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally these brain chemicals. And once you are back to your baseline or your most, you know, regulated thinking, you will, you know, you'll remember your established energy with your existing partners, you know, like that. That's a lot of like bonding is a lot of work that's a lot of like investment you know and you wouldn't want to just like throw that away unless you know it's no if it's no longer working for you yeah that's it but like why would it make that decision under the influence of nre yeah and that's you know talking about non-monogamy and polyamory um you do want to be cognizant of nre because you might have other partners that are going to be impacted when you're moving through these relationships yeah nre can really affect how you treat those partners yes do you do you have i have like one main one that like signaled off when i was experiencing nre in my relationship um Um, so for me it was a a lack of being able to empathize with one another can you give like an example of that so like um up until my very first nre experience or my nre experience which actually led to my first non-monogamous boyfriend while i was married Mm -hmm. um ended up like i I used to be very, very in tune with my nesting partner's like emotional response to certain things I would bring up. And when I was in NRE, it was almost like I was 
I was almost completely cut off from that. And we didn't have the information to know that we should be checking in with each other and things like that. So we were kind of rolling. I was feeling disconnected and I wasn't able to gauge those responses more. Mm-hmm. And that felt very like different to me. I was like, oh, I'm oh, This is like second nature to me to know like what you're, you know, what kind of responses you're going to have. Just like a general understanding type thing. Like I was losing it. I, I, I found myself being much more blindsided by commentary of like what was needed from me. Okay. Okay, okay. If that makes sense. Yeah, and I think kind of what you're speaking to, which can kind of come up as a general neglect of relationship, general neglect of the other partner in the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, some of the most kind of pinpoint things that I can point to, and I've also seen other people do them as well, is like suddenly all you want to do is text that person all day. Yeah. And it's very easy to neglect your existing relationships. And put them on the back burner because all mm. your attention's on this new person. Right. And that's not to say you can't talk to that new person. Mm-hmm. But having that balance is still important. Right. So Try to regulate yourself. Try to regulate. So making sure that you are still giving the people in your life, be it partners, friends, family, whatever, still giving them attention and care. Mm-hmm. Don't bring up maybe that person's name every third word. I definitely found myself doing that at times. Every fifth. I'm every fifth word. Max? No. <laughs> um, you know, things like that are easy for me to point to. I've done them. I've caught myself doing them. I've caught myself saying stuff that I'm like, this is not who I normally am. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm definitely not like a lovey-dovey person by any means. I'm not a romantic person. I think Subjective. anyone can tell you. <laughs> Subjective. Um, so, like, I'll find myself wanting to do, like, these romantic things. And I'm like, what, what am I doing? I know. It's so interesting. I want to say this quick little note is that like the one thing that I love about the non-monogamous lifestyle is I get to, you know, experience so many different people and their ways of loving. And it's like, you don't don't think you're romantic, but like sometimes you can be like pretty romantic by my definition. Okay. Like one day, this is going to take two seconds. (laughs) One day I was like, I don't feel like I'm worth anything. And the next day I came in and what was on my desk? But a rose quartz crystal for self-love. I thought that was so platonic romantic. I was like, oh, I felt seen. I felt heard. I felt validated. Hey, I'll take that as a romance I point. Looked as fuck. I'm definitely putting that on my dating profile. You should. You should be like, actually, my platonic um, <laughs> primary partner, my PP, my PP says that I am actually romantic. So mm. I'm romantic AF. Yeah. Thanks. Boom. Done. <laughs> <laughs> um. But, you know, I think that's for me just kind of recognizing what patterns have changed when I'm in those new relationships and just yeah. being cognizant of, of those pattern changes. And are they healthy pattern changes across the board or do I need to kind of correct and right the ship a little? That's true. Yeah. So. Exactly. I, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. It, you know, be aware of, it, like, you need to be aware of yourself. Yes. Too. Like, that's kind of key there is like, if you don't already like know how you generally act and things like that, you can really get caught up. Yeah. I think a self-awareness and that it's very important to have some self-awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, do we want to tackle limerence? I would rather die. I'm just kidding. Okay, I would love... <laughs> so excited. I am... No, I am happy to be talking about limerence because I think that when I, when I personally finally, you know, came to understand what this was or I was, you know listening to more information about it doing a little bit more research I really kind of had like a come to Jesus moment with how I act 
in the beginning of relationships. And um, I think that there were some... Now, essentially, we did just describe NRE as this, like, very strong feeling. It can feel all-encompassing, blah, blah, blah. And limerence is something that takes that to the next level. Like, the thoughts about this person who you're feeling these feelings for could be borderline intrusive, you know? Like, they're just popping into your head. It's not even like, oh, every time I think about this person, I'm so whatever. And it's like, no. like It's obsessive. Yeah, it is obsessive. Um, it is more to deal with fantasy than reality like um one of the things about new relationship energy is that that's something that grows with mutuality and reciprocity so it it it's tricky because that is still on par with how we normally form and nurture our connections whereas with limerence there's more of an anxiety to admit that you're even having feelings for this person it can be a little more secretive and you're scared to share those feelings with that person so it's not really about whether or not they will reciprocate but more so that you're nurturing these feelings for this person without really even evaluating are we compatible what is this connection good for me you know it also can inspire like a not inspire but cause a body response like mm -hmm. very very close to anxiety and panic symptoms where it's like heart racing like a full like sensory overload type of thing and that's definitely something i've experienced and felt confused by and especially as a quick note um on the spiritual side i was like is is this literally the universe pulling me apart to get me to like go in a direction that i'm avoiding right now mm -hmm. because when i was comparing it to my baseline i'm like no that feels really off but then i still had these like full body reactions of like no you have to you have to keep like staying in this sticking around this person it was like it was really overwhelming i ended up having to like cut that person out and i feel like you know limerence i think is new for both of us this is something that we're still learning about mm -hmm. um i just learned about it whenever actually multi-amory did the podcast on limerence and i heard another one that i really liked um but it's almost like limerence you are living in almost like an alternate reality that you're creating yeah an alternate world or an alternate love scene or love scape whatever mm -hmm. you want to call that i like love scape love scape mm -hmm. um that it feels like from the research i've done is usually not reciprocated yeah or not like not reciprocating the healthy way type thing where it's like you know the person could probably be like eh, about it but definitely not feeling anything close to what the limerick what you're person feeling. is feeling okay yeah interesting interesting so this is something, you know, I've kind of thought back to my dating and I don't know that I have experienced limerence. Um, I, I'm, I'm sure I might have. I just don't know any specific times. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a little hard for me to speak to limerence other than just kind of imagining what that would look like. Right enter cj full experience full experience <laughs> welcome i i don't know if it would like honestly i'm i'm right there with you like i i learned about limerence when you shared that podcast with me so i was also learning about it for the first time and when i was learning about it i really like i had a moment where i was like i don't know frozen a little bit like i had it really gave me pause because i had to look at like okay they're listing a lot of what i felt were um harmless behaviors but all together it packed like it was a package of like oh this is an unhealthy behavior and um when i was reflecting on this um i was able to go all the way back to when i was in high school 
Um, and what I call my relationship formative years, you know, where I was absolutely not forming relationships because I grew up, um, in a Christian household. So it was very like, save yourself for marriage and, um, relationship information was very fear-based, very like, you know, if you aren't going to have sex with your partner, they probably don't want you anyway. So don't like get in relationships. And I'm sure it was just like me extrapolating information that was given to me in terms that made sense to me where it's like, oh, okay. If you're saying that, like, you know, marriage and like sex is this, you know, God tier, like amazing, immaculate thing, then I'm probably not going to get it with anybody I ever meet. So it was very like confusing as to what to do with my actual relationship feelings. So what I ended up doing is assuming that because I was a virgin saving myself for marriage and people only wanted sex, that I was clearly an undesirable partner. Add on to that self-esteem issues and basically one of my life truths as not even a thing that I was saying to be like, I'm self-conscious. It's just like, no, I just, you know, this guy is blue and nobody wants a relationship with me, period. And I was fine with it. Um, so, but then I had no place to express, you know, my own feelings of love at that age or relationships or things like that. So what I did instead with my active imagination was created fake fantasy and relationship in my head, which kind of gave me that outlet for feeling those feelings, but also did not give me the experience I needed to help me when I'm an adult form actual meaningful relationships. So a lot of the things that I used to do is just something that I noticed that I would um, hear about in the limerence. So I would have these like fantasy relationships. Another thing that was really interesting that they brought up was like, not only is there this level of fantasy, but there's also like fantastical narrative, like not just like, oh, I'm, I can't wait to do XYZ. It's like, no, one day you're going to find me and you're going to be at your wit's end and you're going to suddenly see me and you're going to realize that it's been me all along and we've always been perfect for each other and you've just been overlooking me like that kind of level of like not based in reality at all. And as I started dating more, like actually dating, I was realizing like, wow, I'm creating fantasies to that level for people who ain't worth shit. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like people who like really wouldn't even like, you know, don't do their own personal work to let you know what they're looking for. So they would much rather just like string you along in a, you know, relationship connection context. And um, just anyway, it did not equip me to like, be responsible in forming my connections i wasn't looking at what's actually compatible what's you know what's good for me are we like are our behavior do we have good communication are our behaviors compatible think you know what can we realistically see for both of us or the multiple of us moving forward things like that i had never even like experienced so when i think about having like a limerent mindset and then actually being in the dating field, it was like such a dangerous combination for me because now I'm having these like majestic, fantastical thoughts about an actual real person who is now actually showing some interest in me. And I'm just like, I don't care. I don't need to be who I was before. All I need is this, you know, like it's fine. I just, this is, this is the culmination of everything I've ever needed in my life. And this is what the universe wants for me. And, 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 and I'm just a humble human and the universe is the universe. And I really can't say no to what the universe wants me to feel, you know? <laughs> so it's a lot of like going in circles and not thinking anything was wrong with that until I just like, you know, finally understood what my baseline as a person was. What was my normal? Is this normal for me? Like, is this affecting my life? And in a lot of ways it really was affecting my life, like affecting my focus. Like I had just assumed my normal when I had my most recent limerent experience was just Yep, here I am with my hands on the on the borderline of shaking at any minute. Just like they're not shaking, but I feel like they are. You yeah. know, like I'm I'm constantly at this low level of quaking throughout my body, 
And so I think I had been experiencing that for like, I think it was anywhere from four to seven days where I was finally like, okay, this isn't going away. I need to cut this person out. And then I just told myself like, if, if this is truly whatever big meaningful thing that I want it to be, then it will be there after I figure out what's going on with my feelings and my body responses. So I was able to let it go like that. And then the limit feeling went away. And then I was able to realistically look at what was going on between me and that person and see that like, there wasn't a lot of logically good things there, like mm-hmm. good for me and what I was going through at that time. And so it was just better to cut it. And how do you feel like you deal with relationships now that you know about limerence? I meditate more. <laughs> okay. I'm pretty I'm pretty relaxed on my meditating schedule. So like when I'm at my normal, I'm actually not doing too much like meditation. And I should. I know I should. But um when I am having like a connection with someone and I'm feeling myself like Alfred is like, ooh, I'm really crushing on them or something like that. Um, I tend to just like kind of just check in. I just remind myself. I, I actually, what I'll do is like, I'll keep a memo on my phone and be like, okay, before I start feeling this, like the, the earlier I catch this, the better. So then I can say, you know, I, I'm excited about this. Like, it, like things that I'm working on in my life. Like, oh, I, you know, f- so for example, for me, if I were to do this recently, I'm like, I'm really looking forward to buying this graffiti brush set for my Procreate art app. Um, I'm really looking forward to watching more of Shadow and Bone. And, and for me, it's like, what am I looking for? What do I, I, I want for myself? Um, and then making sure those things aren't skewed when I'm with that person. So when I look at like, okay, I had a lot of free time today. Did I spend it all texting this person? Or did I spend it buying that brush set that I said I wanted and doing that thing that I wanted to do for me? Mm-hmm. Did I watch more of that show that I want to do? So like, because those are things that I do to keep my spirit nourished. So once I stop doing those things because I think I'm getting it from, you know, this new relationship energy or this limerent energy, that's when I start to like suffer, like my mentally and physically I'm like suffering because I'm not doing the things that I normally do to keep myself well. Okay. 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 Interesting. So you're basically keeping like a journal of things that keep you grounded. Yeah. 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 Like for me, I, I know I'm in a limerent or NRE feeling when I'm shifting the focus away from myself. Like one, one definition that I really love about solo polyamory is that like you are your own primary partner. So when I start to shift that attention towards another person and put more energy into just connecting with that person and I'm taking away from that energy that I would be putting into myself, that's when I like have to check myself. Okay. Okay. And this is, you know, I do want to clarify, this is not to say that daydreaming is bad. Right. It's not to say that caring about someone deeply is bad. Right. Or that yes. new energy, new relationships are bad. Right. Not saying yes. any of that. Right. I think Thank as you. a whole, we're just trying to say to be cognizant of what can happen yeah. and what signs to look for. Because when you're not cognizant of it, I think it can really poison the experience for you. Yes. Like, I think like, because I was doing <laughs> doing NRE or entertaining limerence for like long periods of time, I find myself now getting into connections where the NRE starts and I get really scared because those have been experiences where I've lost myself, lost my sight of myself. So like I, yeah, no, I just, I, I fear that. So now in my meditations and check-ins, I get to tell myself like, it's okay to feel love, <laughs> it's okay. And I think for me, you know, because I was sitting with like, why haven't I experienced limerence or how, like, how do I, how have I moved through relationships? And I think for myself, I do have a little bit of a unique skill set. 
um, because I am a hyper empath. That's a newer development, but I have been empathic forever. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I am used to having a bit more control over my energy mm-hmm. and also being able to feel others' energy. So mm-hmm. I think that just gave me a different perspective on like, you know, having to check in with myself more often naturally anyways. Yeah, I was about to say, do you think that gave you like the experience to, you were already used to checking in with yourself because of yeah, the experience of being an empath. Even if I didn't know what it was called when mm-hmm. I was in my early 20s or I didn't know how to describe it. You know, I remember dating in my early 20s was hilarious. Yeah. Um, because my friends could not convince me to go on a second date with just about anybody. Yeah. Because you already felt what you needed to feel the first date. Yeah. One, I could never explain to them why. Like, they would beg me to go on second dates. And I was like, nope, not interested. Don't care. Just no. And they were like, why not? And I was like, I don't, just don't want to. Don't want to do it. So I've been in control of, or like had a better control and a better sense of my emotions, I think longer than I realized at the time. Mm -hmm. And I think that did give me a skill set for kind of navigating NRE and maybe staying away from limerence a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it seems like that's like more grounded, like you're feeling, you're able to like take that data. Yeah. Yeah, and analyze and then figure out, okay, is this a good energy feeling for me or is this not a good energy feeling why am i doing it yeah i I love the idea of looking at it as data you know i mean i think that's something that we actually say a lot like when it comes to our dating where it's like you know the beginning is always about collecting data and so what i did instead of like you know punishing myself or shaming myself for having those feelings i kind of just say like hey that's actually one piece of data you know that causes that feeling for me you know do i have the space for that feeling right now you know, sometimes I'll be in a better space for it, for sure. Right now, I'm getting into, like, a busy time of year for my work. You, I don't know if you're familiar with my work. Um, <laughs> I've heard of it. <laughs> but, like, yeah, I would be I would be less inclined to, like, if I felt th- that, like, intense, like, limerent feeling for a person, I would be less inclined to even talk to them. I would just be like, hmm. next. Nah. The nah. universe wants it. It'll happen later. <laughs> I- <laughs> It's the voice for me. That is my, like, connected divine feminine universe voice. (laughs) And let's, you know, I think, unfortunately, with limerence, um, the only real way that they really say to correct limerence is pretty much to cut off the limerent object, which in this case is a person. Yeah. Um, And don't, like, not, we don't mean, like, physically, like, don't use a knife and, like, cut them. Yeah, please do not harm people no but more so like removing that limerent person that limerent object out of your life out of your sphere out of your energy space i really haven't seen many other suggestions outside of that ant eggs and honey yeah (laughs) just kidding that's no don't do that please that's not (laughs) vegan at all no thank you (laughs) um Unfortunately, yeah, that is it. I, I will say if your experience with limerence is like mine, you will get like a surge of it very early. So like it's kind of easier to cut it off earlier because it's like at least at least I know the work I need to do is just about my feelings and emotions, mm-hmm. which I know that that is a big piece of work. But it's better than like being like, oh, now I'm actually connected and have like, you know, a situation with this person or I'm, you know, actually have some form of relationship with this person. And now I have to cut off, which at that point is much harder. Yeah. And it's interesting because I now see your interactions a little differently. Um, I think some of the more confusing ones for me, and this is not a judgment, it was just... She about to read me. She about to roast the hell out of me. <laughs> Welcome, empaths. No. 
<laughs> um, for me, it was always very hard for me to understand how you got so attached to people just via texting. Mm. And so now that makes more sense. I have never been able, I have never been able to have like any less of, I don't know, I, one of the most impactful friendships of my life was nine years only online. See, and that That person is, hurts me to this day. That is so... I am carrying scars from that friendship. And that was during my formative, you know, my yeah. teen years. As and a matter of fact, when I was saying that I wasn't forming relationships, but yeah, like I was very deeply connected to the friendships that I had at the time, almost in a monogamous way. Yeah. I would not entertain other best friends, quote unquote. I'd be like, no, I already have my best friend. I just need one. All I need is one. And that's, you know, I don't think, I think there is definitely a space to have online friends. And, you know, my partner plays uh, games online and has, I call them his invisible friends. Rude. <laughs> so true. Absolutely rude. So invisible. No way. I have, I have invisible person trauma, if you will. That's <laughs> <laughs> fair. Um, so I think there's a space for that. So, but I do see you now handling, or what I can observe and feel is I feel like your energy handles those new conversations better now. I'm so good. Hashtag growth. Ah, ah, thank you um, for the validation. You guys saw real time me get complimented on my growth. Boom. And I am like here for it. You know, I will say for me, what I had to be more cognizant of and work on is the NRE piece. Yeah. I definitely experience NRE. I'm actually fine with experiencing NRE. It's a fun feeling. It's a happy feeling. It's energizing. It's, I like it. It's like a little shot of adrenaline. I do like it too. Now, I just want to be cognizant of making sure that adrenaline doesn't affect my decision making. True. So I personally implemented a few ways of dealing with that. And I know they're not typical, but like the one that I use the most is the hashtag. Yeah, I do remember you saying that. That was So brilliant. on my last long-term relationship, um, we talked about NRE. We talked about its effects. This is a conversation that I do have now with longer relationships or if I'm going to date someone seriously because I want us to all be aware of that. Do you or don't you drop the link to an NRE podcast? Yes. I do. <laughs> me too. Me. I might just drop our own podcast. I just like, oh. did we just... <laughs> Flex. Didn't we have that conversation where we were like, you know, oh, why aren't conversations as good with these like, you know, partners that were like these people were coming across on the dating apps. And I was like, we literally like listen to growth podcasts for fun, hosted yeah, by therapists for funsies. and like relationship yes. experts. I'm so, a dork. Yeah. Yeah. So I might send them a podcast like let's not just cash. Man. Just soups cash. You know, it's whatever. Um, <laughs> but, you know, having those conversations. I also have conversations around love and what love means to me if I think if we're going to say the L word. Have you ever had someone say the L word to you before you were ready to say it? Uh, it was me. I love you. You still haven't said it back. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. Um, I think most people can read my energy pretty well that it's something that I am very cautious around and take somewhat seriously. Yeah. Um, on the NRE side, I have those conversations, but I also created a hashtag, you know, hashtag things you say under NRE. Oh, yeah. Just because I think we all say those, like, mushy-gushy, like, Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Things. I am a complete dork. Don't don't try yeah. me. So, I wanted something that... If you have the that... misfortune of dating me, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you can find her, honey. I Bumble. fluffy, no. fluffy, cloudy, nice text. Yep. So, I created a hashtag for me and my boyfriend at the time because I just wanted a way of, like, pointing out, like, okay, yeah, we're going to say mushy-gushy shit. Mm-hmm. But let's at least acknowledge that it's mushy-gushy shit and we don't need to make an action of it. Or, or like any sort of future promise or any sort of expectation of right. it. Yeah. Right. I so, love Because you're being aware of it. You know, I feel like bringing it up multiple times also means like it's not anything. It's not negative. 
No, and it's not, we weren't, I didn't want us to suppress our feelings. Mm -hmm. So I didn't want to necessarily be like, oh no, we cannot be mushy-gooshy at any time. We need the space to do that. That's totally normal. But acknowledging that it's mushy-gushy and NRE just also kind of normalize that space too. Yeah. I think that's why I appreciate NRE even existing as like a a title too. Yes. Where you can just like really just say, like me too, when I'm like in those situations, I kind of like, if I feel like it's a responsible connection to be had and I do want to move forward with it, then I will like talk with the person about like, hey, so you might notice I am sending a different level of text messages that seem very, very sweet. Are you okay with that? You know, like I usually try to ask like, do you feel like these behaviors, which I would consider very sweet or somewhat romantic are like is that for you indicative of more of a committed situation like are you comfortable with that like um you know because sometimes i feel like if the person you know for two responsible people who understand the expectations of you know the yeah. connection then yeah like why not go for whatever we're enjoying and, and this work. is not a short-term thing so let's be very clear nre can last from anywhere from like three months to like three years yeah it's so good and that also can be extended I found out if it's like a long distance relationship or like a weekend relationship where you just see them on the weekend. A vacation ship. A vacation ship. So this can be extended within those relationships because you are not seeing them as often. You're not getting those endorphin hits as often. So it kind of draws it out. Wow. Do you mm-hmm. think that the physical aspect of it like increases those feelings of NRE slash limerence? I think it, if I understand what you're asking, um, yeah, I think being in person can definitely, you know, just with pheromones and like there Mm -hmm. is definitely like receptors that are present when you are physically around someone with someone having sex with them, whatever. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think it definitely can be heightened in their presence, Mm -hmm. um, which is why I think like everyone knows that person that dated someone on the weekends and it was great. And then they moved in together and it just tragically burst into flames. And that's that's likely because they had weekend NRE. Yeah. And it felt great every weekend. And then during the week, they went back to their normal lives. I wonder if that would be, I wonder how I would be in that situation since I do have the experience of connecting pretty deeply with people um, that I have not seen in person. But I will say the voice is important. Like I, I we, with that nine year friendship I was telling you about, we did do voice calls a lot. So it didn't feel like there was, it was no person, just text. It was like, oh, hello, calling, ring, ring, what's up? So like, I feel like I can also connect over voice. Um, and yeah, I would say I'm probably also a pretty physical person. Like it'd probably get more intense. I don't know, I'd be interested. Yeah, it's interesting to kind of think about. I wonder if there's a dating app for long distance relationships. Like I'm I, sure. I just I just got room for long distance right now. Look, if there is like a farmers only dating, then <laughs> oh God, there is definitely so a long true. distance dating. <gasps> I forgot about the farmers dating thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good for them. Good for them. Good for them. Everyone needs a farmer. Send 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 me a horse meme. You know what I mean? Send me Save a, a horse. No. Save nope. a cow. No. Yes. God, no. Save a horse, ride a cowboy? Yep. Yes. There we go. There we go. I am so tired. <laughs> save a cowboy. Nope. Save a something. For 25 cents a day, you can save this cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord help us. Um, nice. So, yeah, that that's kind of, I think if we were going to sum up this whole podcast. Yes. I think if we were going to sum it up. Sum it up. Sum it up, it up. Ooh, nice. Right? Um. Be aware that when you're interacting with someone new on a romantic or sexual nature, you will very, very, very likely have new relationship energy. 
Yes. That will manifest and change patterns, change behaviors in a chemical reaction. Yeah. Um, not choice-based. That's why we keep saying, like, chemical. Yeah. Is because it's happening and it's not like you doing it. No. This You're is not, not like, a checkbox on time. Oh, my God. If we could just choose when endorphins get released, so bitch. Much and this is not exclusive. Like, this can happen in BDSM. Like, play partners and power dynamic couples. Like, this is not exclusive just to normal relationships. So, so can I ask aware. about that? Because you mentioned that actually before we were recording. And I was like, I can't wait for that part to come up when we're recording live. Um, but like, is it, what will, what would be the difference between like relationship NRE versus like kink partner NRE? Is it mostly the same? I think it's, you know, for me, it's mostly the same. But it's, you know, I think especially with like play partners mm-hmm. where you're just getting together for play or for scenes or okay, whatever that I looks like. That. Um, there's a lot of care there. Like I have to care about my dominant, Mm -hmm. um, because, and they have to care about me. Mm -hmm. So it's very easy to cross into that NRE space. Mm -hmm. You know, even if your intention is not to date or form like a connection in that way, it's very easy to cross into that path because of the care and concern you have to have within BDSM. I think I was just thinking as you were explaining that, like, wow, if I could finally find like a play partner after like what am I on year 1.5 of being a BDSM student you know and then finally to be able to make a connection with someone who's experienced and we can experience scenes together yeah I think I would definitely feel a level of like NRE so I'd be like ooh now I get to try this and ooh now I get to try that and oh my god I can't wait to try this you know and it's very common in BDSM to see people who kind of fall into NRE by accident panic and then drop the dynamic would you recommend that? just fear um not necessarily no i think if you're both cognizant of nre you don't have to yeah and i think that's the whole point yeah of these conversations is like okay this is the dynamic we want this is the relationship that we want we know that we might form feelings because we do have to care about each other to be in this bdsm dynamic so let's talk about Mm -hmm. it and here's a controversial opinion when you're actually trying to regulate these feelings and make sure you're doing this in moderation um and i don't know if this is just my bratty side but sometimes i get really like nope I don't want, I'll be like, okay, you can't text that person. Let's let's try to draw something right now real quick. And I'll be like, mm, I don't want to do it. Oh, I feel like I'm your, doing that's, homework. That's just your brat side. It's. I think this is normal. And I think everyone feels this way, actually. Find your inner brat. Try to regulate your own NRE. So, yeah, I would say summation-wise, NRE is a thing. You're not going to escape it. Be aware of it. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of it. Don't Lean run into away from it. love because of it. Nope. Own it. Own um, it. And then limerence, just be aware that if your reality is starting to alter or you become obsessive or in a very kind of not great place mentally when you're interacting with someone, mm-hmm. might need to think about limerence and if you're in that space. Yeah. I The notes that I have for if you find yourself in an NRE or limerence situation, um, really be sure to... Um, establish that baseline for yourself if you don't already have it like what is your normal be aware of that be aware of what what's feeling like off what's been different is your normal routine being affected is it negatively affecting your normal routine and responsibilities that kind of thing um and then yeah just again to say like don't run from the feeling don't like you know relationships are wonderful things this doesn't mean we have to turn away from love forever as i told myself like maybe a week ago um, and when you're questioning of whether or not you're experiencing limerence or NRE, I would ask yourself, like, are these thoughts intrusive or persistent? Um, are you able to function normally? 
Are you checking, do you feel safe checking in with your trusted friends and mentors on whether or not you're responding to that situation in a healthy way? Like, are you, do you feel safe letting your partner know that you might be feeling that way? Like, these are all, if you're not feeling safe in doing that, or you're feeling like you need to keep it secretive or things like that, those are usually some of the telltale signs that you might be experiencing limerence versus NRE. And other than that, love away. Go away and fuck proudly. And I would like to end this podcast by saying something that I hope to say every podcast. And remember, ask with your mouth and not with your hands. I thank you so much to my very good friend who gave me that quote. Today at lunch. Today at lunch, if you will. (laughs) Okay, bye. Bye.